1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power
2: to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
3: Hey, Chicago, what do you say? to CHGO Cubs post game show presented by pa- uh, PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2,000 bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody DelMendo coming from what is technically now Studio L because we lost our bet with the Southside podcast. Uh, they let us stay here, but this was supposed to be the other one. we are helping out the producers. Today. We're just helping out the producers. This was Cubs uh, split with the White Sox, a 5-4 loss in X innings. This was the worst. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not saying that because... The, the Sox beat the Cubs. I'm saying that because, first of all, this game was on pace for two and a half hours, and then it became the bad news bears on both sides of town. Ball was thrown all over the place. Runs were being scored on complete garbage. And it went on forever. Yeah. Uh,
2: I don't even know where to start, with. <laughs> it was like, a bad game. It was not great. The Cubs played well for seven innings, uh, and then... It was just like they just didn't want to win the game. Like I, I don't know. Like, like oh, I can't even put words in. Well, mouth. they had
3: so many opportunities. So many the opportunities. Cubs had so many opportunities to put them away and and yep. just sweep this series and have something positive you, for their fans. Let's
2: just let's just go over like the the vibe throughout the game. Right, you're going into a game against a guy you traded that in hindsight looks bad. Uh, we're not going to talk about it, but in hindsight, it does look bad. Everyone knows it. It is what it is, and he pitches well, but the White Sox defense allowed you to score a run, and you get a great start out of Marcus Stroman today. You get the one run. You you are winning one to zero. You are on the south side of town. You are a six outs away from sweeping a two-game series after you got swept in a two-game series at your own ballpark. And in the eighth inning, you, Schwindel hits the double. They, I think it was Frazier they brought in for him.
3: Yep, gets the third.
2: Gets the third on a wild pitch. Nobody out. Nobody out. Wisdom, Ortega, strikeout. <laughs> and then Horner on the first pitch grounds out. But I, I, I can't even be mad at Horner because all Wisdom or Ortega had to do was Hit the ball. Put it in play. Hit it somewhere. Anywhere in play. Just hit it somewhere. And like like we talked about it like in previous shows, Luke. They're not striking out as much this year, but by golly, they will strike out in the big moments. <laughs> and you yeah. just knew it. You knew it. You knew it when they didn't score there. The gods we're not going to forget it has happened time and time again over my 31 years of existence on this planet and 50 years of Luke's. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks. The fact that you can't get that running, that important insurance run, <clears throat> is a killer. And it's, it's just so frustrating. I don't care if the Cubs are now... If they would have won, they would have been twenty and twenty-six. Whatever. I don't. I don't care. That is a game that you could have won. That is a game that you build some sort of momentum going into the doubleheader tomorrow. Who knows what can happen over the next couple weeks? You got. It's already bad enough that the schedule of the next eleven days is not easy. If you could have started it off by taking two on the south side, that's that's a great start. And instead you just find every reason to lose the game like i feel like i'm like i'm yelling again back whenever the Sox were at Wrigley like everyone was making fun of me for being salty there's no expectations for this team whatever but like it's the same thing like the Cubs the Cubs should have won this game the Cubs should have won the two games at Wrigley Three out of the four games the Cubs should have won in this series. I, and I'm dead serious. I don't care if you look at their roster. And that's, it's that's true. It is, d- like, dead serious. I'm dead serious that the Cubs should have won three of these four games. And I wouldn't say that they were going to be blowouts or anything, but they, they played well enough to win, but they just didn't do the little things at the end of the game to win it. You know, the wild pitch that, or I would call it a pass ball, but they call it a wild pitch that Robertson threw in ninth inning
3: that allowed them to tie it. That doesn't even matter if they get the insurance run in. Right. And, and, and that's they what's had other, frustrating. They man. had other opportunities. I mean, the frustrating part for Cubs fans watching this is, do you realize how bad the White Sox are playing? Right. This got them back to the 500 mark. Did you watch what the White Sox were doing out there? Like, I'm not even hearing celebration on the other side of the wall. And, and Paul is asking, why are we in the W studio and they're in the losing studio? Because they feel like it's a loss over there. Mm-hmm. Like... They can't even hardly celebrate winning that game because that was so ugly on both sides. Like Jake Berger ends up being the hero; he's the guy. He's the whole reason they were behind in the first place. Like the dribbler to third, he boots he boots the play at third. Then he should have gone back to third on a bunt, and and they cost him a run that way. Then the runners got to second; should have never been at second. He really cost them almost three runs in this game. Yeah, with his defense,
2: he did. Yeah, and- I mean. I I did not. As soon as the Cubs didn't score in the top of the twelfth, I like in my heart I knew it was over because of this this uh, extra inning runner on second right, rule. Right, and I, I I'm not going to sit here complain about that rule because the Cubs don't like the Cubs. Who knows if they even score in the this game could still be going if they don't allow the the runner on second rule it, it, the way that these offenses were playing today. Both
3: teams tried <laughs> to give it away. Right. Then then there was the play he was ruled inside the baseline. Mm. which we thought the game had ended there. And, frankly, I was willing to uh, move on at that point. But then they dragged us back in for a few more minutes, Yeah. let traffic pick up on a holiday weekend. Yeah. You know, that's my beef. Did they
2: get the, the two – what was it, the 10th inning? They get the two runs?
3: Yes, I believe so. Is that right, 10th inning? Yeah.
2: And, and, then, and then give it back. And I understand, like, it's easier to score in the extra innings with the rule that is in place, but, man. And Efros, like, and he's been so great. Like, someone already tweeted, like, the Cubs bullpen has been atrocious. Like, no, it hasn't. Yeah,
3: I can't blame the bullpen for this loss. I I think I can't blame them for it. Yeah. I know, I know there was a a wild pitch, but like, come on. I'm not going to blame
2: Gesellman. It's not like the Cubs use him in these high leverage spots. They use Gesellman because they got a doubleheader tomorrow and they got to save some of their other arms that they use in high leverage spots.
3: Runner at third, nobody out, you didn't score a run. Yep. Game over. You gave it to them. You gave it to them multiple times you gave them the game.
2: Yeah. And it's just, like, even even after they get out of that ninth inning, and then the White Sox, Lopez airmailing that ball to allow the Cubs to take the lead <laughs> yes. again. It's just like, they, even the White Sox tried to give them the game, and the Cubs were like, nah, we're good. Hold, hold our beer while we give it back. Like, this is...
3: And then at four four, they at four four they had another chance to score. Couldn't score again. So there's yeah. there's another place where you gave them the game. Right. So, so
2: so just so frustrating the way they lost today because they really did play for the, the pitcher that they had to go up against, they really did play a really good game for seven innings.
3: Well, in our pregame crosstown show, both Herb and Sean predicted one nothing Cubs. Yeah. And it really did look like it was going to be one nothing cubs yep then all of this trash happened after that like up to about the 7th inning i felt like was an it was a well played game it was a well pitched game i should say because again the cubs one run was a little dirty too mm-hmm. um but after that it was just it, it was like watching high school teams kick a ball around a field and that's probably an insult to some pretty good high school teams <laughs> It, it was Perhaps. it was not pretty baseball. Yeah, this is... it was. I see the chat going back and forth, and yeah. it's the typical crosstown stuff. Hope you like that, and you know we'll go win a playoff series. It's the it's the normal chat back and forth. Frankly, after this one, neither fan base should be too excited. Yeah, yeah, not not too excited. The Sox are back to the five hundred mark, and frankly the The win or loss for them is totally insignificant because if if they, they would have gone two games under five hundred, so what? It looks like Tim Anderson's out for a stretch, yeah. and that was I don't care if you're a Cubs fan or a Sox fan, that was a brutal injury. He's a great player mm-hmm. and a fun player to watch, and uh, so that injury that injury was a bummer in the afternoon too. Right. You know, I I don't like seeing anybody hurt, maybe some yeah. Cardinals, but Yachty. Yeah, no I'm kidding just like I don't don't like to see players get or especially good players I don't like to see him get hurt yeah no and and that was um, like that wasn't even on like some exciting play or anything it was just like he a, a ball in the in the hole and he goes back to make it and clearly it looks like he tore his groin muscle yeah
2: yeah I mean that sucks for them and it sucks for baseball I think that's the big thing for me is as the Cubs fan here who doesn't watch Tim Anderson every day but you know, Tim Anderson's a, a great player and a big, you know, someone the baseball should be building around in terms of growing the game, um, which they do a little bit. But you know, yeah, it's uh, it's real tough with everything that the the Sox gave the Cubs today, and the Cubs still fall apart and can't win it. And we can talk, we can sit here and talk about how you know coming in this year the, the Cubs weren't going to do anything. We could, you know, we can talk all about it. We can. Blame whoever we. It, it genuinely doesn't really matter. You got you also got to remember that you know Say it didn't play in this game. If you if you like they they have, have Luis Robert
3: they, didn't play over there. in like a bunch of had. injuries.
2: Yeah, like they have all these injuries. The Cubs have injuries too. Uh, a lot of injuries. Do they are, are they at the level of the White Sox? I don't think so. But like they, they do have injuries, and and I'm not that, again that's no excuse to why they lost this game. But uh, the Cubs would. I think would be a much better baseball team if they were a little bit more healthy. And like that, that to me is why I am angry still. And again, we've sat here and we're like, we're not going to tell you how to cub. You don't want to care that we lost this game <laughs> or not. That's fine. Do I'm, it your way. I am pissed off because like, I just feel like that if you have a chance to win the game,
3: win the damn game. Well, I see David Ross just said it was a great game and that he liked the way both sides fought to the finish. I can't, I just can't agree with it. Maybe he's just saying something to give the media a soundbite, but I can't agree that it was a great game. Right, even if the Cubs had won that, you know, gotten a run there and won five four, that it would not have been a great game. No, yeah. it it was a pretty good game up until, until the seventh inning, until like uh, eight, until about the eighth, eighth inning the eighth when eighth they started. Is
2: when it, you got you got a really have, great start out of Marcus Stroman. Like, yeah, let's let's look at the couple positives.
3: Stroman, Stroman was clearly a positive. Like right. he was. That's the best we've seen him.
2: And the last inning, what it was, bases loaded, one out. Yeah, got the strikeout yeah. on three pitches of McGuire. I want to say it was, and then he the who was it? Was it Harrison? I think Harrison hit the the line out.
3: I don't know. Herb was someone, yelling at Harrison someone, so many times. Someone I, hit a
2: line out and they got out of he it. He got out of it. And, he like, that was it. one of those, like, Cubs defensive alignment was great there, right? Uh, because he did hit it hard, and that's probably a base hit more often than not. But hit right at Simmons, and they got out of it. Like, go, if you listen to pregame, I sat here and was like, kind of, I, I was already kind of accepting the loss. Like, I just felt like Cease was going to come out here, have the Cease revenge game, and, you know, we'll be happy if we're in this game. The Cubs led more in this game than the Sox did. And it's just like. Three chances to close (laughs) out the game.
3: (laughs) Three chances. Three chances to win the game.
2: The the Sox didn't lead until the game ended. Like, it's just just frustrating. Yeah, their defense, uh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Right. Now, before we get to the other positive, we do want to point out that the real blame for the loss, if that's what you're upset about, is Kevin.
2: Oh, yeah. We haven't even got
3: to that. It is Kevin. Kevin, you should put yourself on camera for this and and own up to this. You know, when you make a mistake, you make a mistake. There he is. There he is. That's the guy you want to blame? Cubs fans? He built a graphic saying that the Cubs sweep behind Strowman. He had it all built up and ready to go for social media, yep. and as soon as he put it out on our Slack channel, which I now have two of those, yep. uh, Cody said, "If they lose this, I'm never going to forgive you." <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, it all unraveled right from there. The really second was later, it all unraveled.
2: It really was downhill from there. Uh, I was over dramatic on "Will I, I? I will never forgive you," but At least I will say, for moving on, we. Don't if you're going to make the graphic do not throw it in Slack so I don't see it at least. <laughs> That's all I'm asking. You make it you 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 want to make them early, you just just put it in your folder whatever you got to do. Just do not do not put it in the Slack channel for me to see and download and put up as soon as like yeah. But I appreciate you. I appreciate you like trying to be ahead of the game. Yeah, right. I really do. I do appreciate that. I'll give you that. No, don't, don't, don't give me any uh, <laughs> I, I don't deserve any forgiveness here. It is my fault. Yeah. Yeah. They got, they got yeah. I even tried
3: to make up for it by setting a white Sox lose Yeah. Counteract it, was, yeah, yeah, it, was yeah. it had already happened. Right. Uh Jman0729 says, "This game makes me hate the extra innings rule. How do you feel about the extra innings rule?"
2: Well, I think I was sitting over there and I was talking about it I was like all this does is like, you know, they talk about making extra innings more exciting. I mean, honestly, all it really does is just give me more stress and anxiety. Like But that's what they want. I
3: get it. And I get like
2: that's baseball, right? Like I just stress don't and anxiety. <laughs> I
3: just don't know that it actually leads to a faster ending game. Because a runner at second, yeah. most teams should score. You know, that said, most teams should score with a runner at third and nobody out.
2: Yeah. And true. then the
3: game would have been over. But yeah. I don't know that it makes the game faster. I think it leads to a lot of these where it goes back and forth. It it, it is exciting mm-hmm. if you have a good game going. I'm I'm starting to push towards something bizarre though, like we were tossing around as we were watching the game. I, you know, something as ridiculous as the shootout. I don't care what it is, a home run derby. I, <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't care if there's ties in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I just I don't want to see. I don't want to spend five hours watching a baseball game. Yeah, four and a half or, hours. It's too I think long. You
2: said it. They could do the runner on second on, in like the tenth inning, and if they don't get it, call it a tie.
3: Or, or something like that. I think you said something like that when we were sitting over there. Yeah. Each team gets a shot in the 10th with a runner at second. If they tie it again, it's a tie. Phil says it right there. American sports should embrace the tie. Well, we get it in the NFL every once in a while.
2: Yeah. And, I mean, no one likes it. but
3: No, but there's so many baseball games.
2: There's so many games, yeah.
3: That it's like, okay, right. so what if the there's NFL a few The NFL There's
2: what, 17 games, 18 games, whatever it is. And, you know, you play once a week.
3: That's why I say I don't. Yeah. You know, if you don't like the tie, I I don't care. That's all right. I'm I'm not even totally into the tie. Right. That's why I'm okay with something as stupid as, like you said, bringing the bullpen coach. Whoever you want to hit can hit, and it's home run derby. Whoever hits the most homers <laughs> yeah. off their own bullpen coach. Yeah. I I whatever.
2: I don't know. I, I I I do think that it creates more excitement. Like those, as bad as it was. It, there were it was exciting to watch in a way and ter- in terms of like you saw base runners you, the ball was being putting was put in play and we were reacting and stuff like you've seen extra inning games where there's just absolutely nothing happening because they're just mowing them down every inning for you know f- 14 15 games in the past so like I don't know like it's it's a little give or take there uh, again that the how the like the last three innings or whatever were awful in terms of defense and they weren't and even base a, running to me they weren't like even that, an,
3: exciting they were ugly yeah they i mean this ugly. was just I, this I was know.
2: just this game but like i feel like in general in all of baseball though like i yeah. feel like there would be more excitement between two teams that are really really good and they have and they get that runner on second base so and and i've said this before as well when when the cubs win because of the the runner on second base rule in the extra innings I don't mind it. If they lose, <laughs> I hate it. It's like the shift. Yeah. Like, we get the game over with and the Cubs win. I'm, I'm happy. We, we lose because, you know, we, we didn't score in the top of the 12th. And, yeah, like, it, it sucks. I'm also just I'm – I'm, I'm definitely more mad about the eighth inning than anything else.
3: Well, this is like – they played this extra inning game and now they have two tomorrow, the Cubs. Yeah. Who are they even going to pitch? What bullpen guys are even left tomorrow if your starters don't go – Significant innings. Um, Matt Clapp on Twitter has a good point too. He says need to get Clint Frazier a ton of at bats the rest of the way, even if he hits a buck fifty. And I agree with that. Like guys under thirty, like Frazier, I want to see playing more than Ortega.
2: Mm
3: I agree. And and that's not you know, I know the dream is to get back to five hundred. Guys, that's it's a dream. I don't think it's happening. So. I'm if with if you. you're going like, do I it, I want to see you do it with Frazier getting some at-bats, yeah. guys.
2: I, I said if they were going to win this game, I'd talk myself into thinking they can get back to 500, but we
3: saw what we saw. So. I'll I tell you what. Speaking of guys under 500, to try and little spin zone, as Cody says, Morrell, again, reaches base safely. Every game he's played in. Yeah. Another, another big hit, an energy hit. Uh, a nice play at the wall.
2: Oh yeah, the catch. Yeah, I mean, he's he's out there playing like, hey, we're ch- I'm trying to help this team win games, and like, I I can appreciate that, and obviously fans appreciate that. He's been very, based off social media, and a lot of people are falling for this guy already. I'm trying to like keep myself from f- going well over the line, but he keeps making it hard to not do it because. You know, today it's like, oh, I'm going to go make a – I don't want to say it was an insane grab in center field, but it was it was a, a – It was a I, nice catch. It was a great catch, and if he doesn't catch that, the Sox are in, are in position to either score on that play or on the next – in the next at-bat with probably two guys in scoring position. So, like, that was a big play that he made. And then, you know, at the time when he got that hit to get that – they finally got the insurance run when they went up three to one – like you felt like okay, the they, the Cubs should they should take care of this, and uh, they just weren't able to do it. But he was the one who helped get them there. So like he's he's making big plays and big moments. He's not afraid of like you know the the big moments. You know right. what I mean? And like that's that's what you love to see. And I do think we did see probably his worst at bat as a major leaguer when he the struck out one. on yeah. three on yeah when he struck out on three pitches against I want to say it was, Graveman or. Hendricks, I I want to say. It was I think Graveman. it was Graveman. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably his worst at bat as a major leaguer that I've seen. But, again, he's giving you good at bats, and he's coming up in big moments whenever he's in the position. So, it's only good because the Cubs called up Nelson Velasquez. He's probably going to play tomorrow. He's been mashing over at AAA, and I don't know if he's going to be someone, just kind of like how I don't know if Morrell is going to be someone, but – we're gonna find out, and people want to see young guys play. Well, you're gonna see young guys play because it doesn't yeah. look like Morrell is gonna be sitting anytime soon, and I'm sure Velazquez will get into one of these games tomorrow. So now
3: that said, Wisdom had a pretty good game too. What did he, he got him? Ba- didn't he walk a couple times? Walk twice. Base hit? Yeah.
2: yeah, I'm like yelling at. I'm yelling about Wisdom striking out, but he did walk twice today. He did have a hit. He, he had his strikeouts have been down since the rant, but. Again, just in that in, in that eighth inning, man, like just it's tough to it was tough to watch.
3: Uh, Phil, what did he say here? Rivas needs to play, I'd be happy with Frank DH, but Rivas needs time at first. Um and somebody else was asking why is Higgins even on the team. They don't have another catcher. Mm-hmm. You know, with Gomes injured, they don't have another guy that can that can catch yeah, with in the Gomes system out, that you know. Yeah. They've had injuries at that position at the minor league level, too. So that's...
2: Yeah, Gomes being out, really yeah, you're really it, missing the value with, without him.
3: Which also points another reason to why I say, again, and we're not going to continue this discussion beyond this, but why you keep Contreras and you sign him. I mean, yeah. they don't grow on trees. right? Catchers don't grow on trees. The right. Cubs are fortunate to have two guys that are very good, catchers right now at the major league level. But you see what happens when one goes down. When one goes down, you're you're grasping to find that other guy. And that's nothing against Higgins, but he's 29 and still trying to br- break into the major league. So, yeah. <sighs> Well, the trick is that the return should be pretty good.
2: Should be. You'd hope so. It, again, my, my, my stance on Trey and Contreras uh, is if you trade him, you better get some guys who can play right away within, you know, if not the end, the rest of this season, but next year. Uh, and if you can't do that, then I just think you keep them because it's not like you're going to find another catcher like him. Yon Gomes is nice, but is he every day? I I don't think so. No. I, I think he's great in the role that he is, and that's you know playing every other day and you know getting a few spots in on the DH. And and PJ Higgins, uh, he's you know I think the role that he is in when can, when Gomes is healthy is 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 good. Like he can be like your depth catcher, like going in between AAA and and playing with the Cubs whenever there's an injury, like. There's no way that, that that someone like PJ Higgins should be on a major league roster for at a, an extent amount of time in my opinion. Maybe he p- proves me wrong. He has to I mean he's he's going to need to hit more, that's for sure. Yeah, he's and, not going to prove you wrong. Yeah. And then his defense has to, I mean again, they called it a wild pitch from Robertson. I think that's a pass ball in my opinion. But yeah, it's just, you know, with Contreras it's Part of, again, part of it is the, yes, he was part of 16, and he has a big place in my heart because of that. But also, like, you just really aren't going to find another better catcher. and He's a you know, top five catcher in baseball, yeah, and easily. Yeah, and you're not going to find, you're not going to get a, like, I just don't feel like the return in today's game is going to be like what people in the chat are going to expect. People in the chat, they should be what I'm saying, in my opinion. If they're going to trade Contreras, they should get some – they should get pieces that are going to be able to play in 2023. And if they don't, then they're like, like, what are we doing? Are, are we going to, right. are we not competing until 2025? Like that's not what Jed has said. And I've given up on this year, but like what, like there's no reason this team can't somehow be relevant in 2023 with what we've seen from Keegan Thompson, the potential from Caleb Killian. We'll eventually see Brennan Davis, and what we've seen from Morrell, it just in these couple days, if you see that the rest of the year, you got some pieces there. there. Don't tell me that this roster doesn't have major league players. I read it in my mentions. I read it in the chat every single day when we do a show that this team doesn't have major league players. It's like, how, are you not watching the game? There's major league players on this team. we just got to figure out the best spots for them. And hell, like, the, either way, we're the Chicago Cubs. We shouldn't be re, rebuilding for three years until, and, and competing in 2025. So, that, that when it comes to Contreras, like that's 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 how I my stance on it, and I understand people who disagree or think that we should just move them and they're content with rebuilding in 2025. And I mean, if you want to go through that, then fine. Like I, I have higher expectations for a team that is worth way too much damn money than it was in 2012. So, by the
3: way, Alec on the uh, Facebook chat YouTube, um, he says that. A hundred percent Higgins should have made that play in a one nothing game, and I would agree that that Absolutely. ball needs to be stopped. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. ball needs to be stopped. And I know it's we we were actually watching the White Sox broadcast because we were sitting with the White Sox guys, and the broadcasts were off a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the Sox game was a little bit faster, and Steve Stone was saying what a great game Higginson had, had, and I, I don't know we were I, like, I don't know about that defensively that it yeah. was that great, right Because that was a play that obviously I think the most people needed to be made. I, I don't know. I'd be yeah. interested what David Ross. We may, maybe we'll get a chance if uh, Ryan Herrera is able to join us here before the end of the podcast. I'd be curious if that was asked to David Ross, a former catcher, what he thought of that, and if yeah. he will give a totally honest answer to it. I'm, I'm just curious. Like I, yeah. I thought it was a stoppable ball. Maybe I'm wrong.
2: Yeah. I. You know. I'm not trying to like put down pj higgins no we, we know what pj higgins is for the most part i mean he hasn't had a ton of at bats as an offensive player but like there's a reason that you know he's been you know he was taking the 12th round and you know just kind of been in triple a for a while like i he is a depth guy depth a backup catcher yes. type guy and He's their third catcher. I, 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 Yeah, and I would think that – I do feel like his defense has been better since he got the call up here whenever Gomes went down. But this today, the defense was not great from him.
0: So. Right, and c- catching's a lot more than just what you see, too. I mean, it's it's the communication with the pitcher. You see all how many times he – you know, a couple cross-ups and was on his knees trying to block balls. Like, a lot of the times, that's miscommunication between the catcher and the pitcher. Another yeah. feather in Contreras' cap. You don't see that a lot with him behind the dish. Right. So. Yeah, I again, it's
2: it's hard again. It's hard for me to like get up and yell about P.J. Higgins. I mean, no, I, I tweeted that. Blaming, we
3: were gonna, I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming <laughs> him for the game. I'm just saying if that play is made, maybe you have a slightly different. Yeah, play.
2: for sure. I mean, yeah, if that if he doesn't let that b- ball pass, I mean, maybe they get out of the inning. You know, like th- that ball pass allowed a lot of run to score, tie it one to one, and then you know, they get out of the inning after that. And that's why if the Cubs get that insurance run in the eighth inning, then you know. We're sitting here and we're talking. Hell, we would have already been done because post game was started an hour ago. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, how did your bets do today? Did the bets uh, do
3: better than the Cubs? Well, I
2: did hit the over and I had no, no run first inning, and I think that was about it. So. Oh and I did bet the Cubs and so th- that's another reason I'm pissed off cuz I bet the Cubs and they didn't win.
3: Sean bet Sean bet the Cubs Sean too. Sean bet the Cubs too. You wouldn't
2: <laughs> like listen to the Sox guys sitting on the couch
3: over oh, here. They were they were upset.
2: they were they were more pessimistic than I am sitting here yelling about the Cubs right now. They were they they thought they really thought the Cubs were going to win today. So uh, if that if that's a good spin zone for everyone in the chat about today, at least know that Sox fans are despite winning today, they don't feel great. Anyway, I made those bets on PointsBet. And the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You even get a free shirt, your choice, from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, live in NBA same game parlay for the first time ever build the perfect live same game parlay only with points bet combine your favorite bets anytime during the game you can even boost your live same game parlays and now online sign up is available in Illinois you can actually download the points bet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone every show I say it if Luke can do it all of you in the chat can do it it's really that easy if Luke can open up his phone and figure out how to do it it's really a beautiful thing Signing up with the fastest sports book is now easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk free bets up to $2,000. So, what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet, live your bet life with
3: Points Bet Gaming Problem. Call 1 800 522 4700. Want to start your day with a competitive edge? Strava CBD Coffee is a game changer. It's helped thousands of people to improve their overall wellness and quality of life. Strava delivers delicious, fresh-roasted specialty coffee infused with organic, broad-spectrum CBD. And CBD from hemp doesn't make you high or hungry, but it does offer real benefits that can help you. Feeling alert and focused without the jitters. Live your day more balanced with less anxiety and fewer aches and pains. Plus, CBD in your daily routine can even help you enjoy a more restful sleep so you wake up feeling your best. And the best part Strava is all about quality, small batch, all of it fresh and shipped straight to your door. Strava also offers concentrated full spectrum CBD tinctures for those looking for a more traditional CBD format with a powerful entourage effect of benefits. CHGO listeners can save 25% off their entire purchase when you use the code CHGO25. That's 25% off your entire order at StravaCraftCoffee.com when you use the code CHGO25 at checkout. Discount coupon valid on non-subscription purchases only, one use per customer. And if you already love Strava, subscribe and save with the Strava Coffee Club, with Strava, you're in control. Save on your favorite coffees and have them automatically delivered right to your home office, home or office on your preferred schedule. Strava Craft Coffee. Cubs lose five to four to the White Sox. They gave one away to the South Siders. They had a chance to split the season series and sweep them at their home ballpark. Instead, they lose in extra innings, a game that they had a chance to put away two, three times three um let's be real and to be perfectly honest there was more bad news before the game something we touched on with post game yesterday we got the news from ryan herrera that something was a little off with wade miley said maybe a little shoulder something we said what sure enough wade miley 15 day il shoulder not good not great bob uh and
2: Mark Leiter Jr. coming back. I think I said on postgame, yes. Mark Leiter Jr. is coming up. Chris Martin
3: to the bereavement list. But really the the move that is disappointing is Miley because he's barely been up yeah. with the major league team. He had no spring training. Then you had to wait for him to get going, and now he's right back with a shoulder injury. And this is a guy you want to ramp up and get ready for the trade deadline. Yeah. Period. Like, that's yeah. we know that's what he's here for.
2: Right. Yeah, that, I mean, for for that reason alone, that's the reason that that's what really sucks about Miley being out. Hopefully, it's just the 15 days. Either way, I mean, they might still be able to move him and get something decent for him if he's healthy in July because he had like the games he has pitched has they've been really well pitched. Uh, but yeah, you got if you know the best available or was it what is it that Herb says the best ability is availability? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, uh you know, I, to me if there's any spin zone to this is like now perhaps perhaps Keegan Thompson will be starting on in the next on the next 5th day of his.
3: Boy, I hope so.
2: And and it's not because I yeah. like it's not because of the whole argument of should he start or not. It's more of well, if you're not going to call up Caleb Killian like they could have then I'd rather see Keegan Thompson start over Michael, yeah, over Mark Leiter Jr. on the next fifth day.
3: So that's just me.
2: Uh, we'll see what
3: happens. Uh, let's. Where did I see that? Nick Nick G says makes me think the Reds knew something was up. Well, he pretty, pretty much has been injured the whole time around. Yeah, but they were they also, also just giving away players. Yeah, they, they also pay.
2: sent everyone packing. I mean, I feel bad for Joey Votto in a way. Even though they... Jack says,
3: Steel pitching Tuesday, Hendricks pitching Wednesday. Uh-huh. So we'll have to hear what Ryan Herrera has to say about yeah, it like, was don't all even... in the postgame. I haven't even heard who's pitching the doubleheader.
2: Right. Yeah, like I don't know who's pitching the doubleheader.
3: Um, but the other big news that seems to be circulating, and we'll see if, if Ryan confirms it, but it's been confirmed by a lot of sources now, is uh, the Cubs' 15th-ranked prospect, according to Baseball America, Nelson Velasquez. Coming up, twenty-three-year-old outfielder, fifth-round pick in twenty seventeen. The question is: Is he just going to be an extra guy, the twenty-seventh man for double headers, or will he get a little look? Is it going to be a short stint, and what? How much of them we, we are we actually going to see here?
2: Yeah, no, I I think it is official. Tommy Birch, the Des Moines registers. Uh, That's good enough for me. Iowa Cubs reporter. He said that he tweeted that he's like I can and confirmed that yeah, and Velasquez got is getting the. The call for 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 the major league team probably and will be available tomorrow. So, um, you know, again, like we've been saying, exploring, he's been killing it. Give him he's a shot. Been killing it since the Arizona Fall League last year. Um, I don't know his ranking as far as like MLB pipeline uh, off the top of my I head. I think they
3: said 16 maybe, okay. but he had a big fall league. He's played 41 games at AA and Triple A this season, and he has 12 homers.
2: Yeah, so 12
3: I mean. homers in 41 games at, you know, I mean, you can argue which one's really better. Honestly, Triple A and Double A. A lot of guys, a lot of times, your best players are stashed at Double A for a while. Right. Um, so, at at two high levels of the minor leagues, uh, he's got 12 homers in 41 games this year. Yeah, and he's carried it over into this season.
2: Right. So, you know another Cubs homegrown uh, player here. Uh, it goes back to everything we've said about Morrell. If he can come up and just you know show some flashes. I'm not going to have expectations that we're going to see what we've seen from Morrell from him, but I've seen a lot of videos of him on my Twitter timeline of him just hitting balls out. Uh, this guy has power and you know, the Cubs have a lot of outfield depth in terms of prospects and they got to find out who's who's going to be with i don't know ian happ but they do have (laughs) they do have a
3: little bit of time with morrell and velasquez like 22 and 23 um i know that velasquez as striking out a little too much probably Mm -hmm. um but so that's something if he has to go back down he can work on Mm -hmm. uh but there is power there again so you know, if he comes up, let's say he comes up tomorrow and has a decent game, I'm in no rush to send him down. Right. If you can send Ortega down, <laughs> yeah,
2: right, like you know, or just I, just any, any like anyone else, like honestly. If, but I
3: feel it's more likely that he's up there just for the doubleheader.
0: Yeah, because he's right.
3: he's on the forty man and
0: right, or potentially maybe if Suzuki is actually hurt, it seems to be a, right. He
3: could play right field if you need it, him to. Yes, we yes. don't know what the deal is, Suzuki is his pinky finger, I believe. And he was out throwing before the game today. He did take or was scheduled to take some batting practice today. So mm-hmm. we'll see what if uh Ryan has an update on that again. Hopefully Ryan Herrera at guaranteed rate will have a chance to join us here on the post game show before we're done. Today. I have
2: I have Velasquez numbers up here. So Okay uh in twenty two games at double A this year, he was hitting two eighty eight 394, 700. He was slugging 700. Um, hitting nine homers while he was there in just the 22 games. Uh, in Iowa, it's been a little bit of a growing pain to this point. Yeah. Three homers there. Three homers yeah. there. He's batting 214 on base of 291 and slugging 414. So the power is there, uh, but – the on base isn't as high as it was in Double A, and obviously the batting average isn't where you'd like to see WRC plus of eighty seven as an ana- analytics guy since May seventeenth, uh, that's below the league average.
3: That's when you got your sh- your certificate.
2: Yes, that's when I became analytics. That's when I became an analytics guy. Yeah,
3: it's like a driver's permit. Exactly. Uh, and he's striking
2: out thirty six percent of his plate appearances. He's striking out thirty five percent of his plate appearances. Uh, in double A in those 22 games as well, which is wild to think about considering his slash line. Um, but in 137 games at double A last year, he's striking out 25%. So maybe it's just a, too small of a sample size this year to as far as double A numbers, but it continued at triple A. So I would expect him – I don't want to say that he's going to come up here and, and light the world on fire. I, I think it will be a little bit of a uh, – roller coaster for him we might see some some cool moments and we might see some some like holy shit moments of okay what here's what we need to improve on let's go back to iowa and figure it out you know uh that that's just me uh you know based off what i'm looking at these numbers and not being able to watch minor league games even though it's very cheap to do and i should do it considering the cubs (laughs) the cubs spot right now but uh yeah i mean Morel had you know, really good numbers in, in minor leagues, and he's came up and, and played yeah. well. Velasquez, I think we still we still need to see more. But again, he's coming in. With Just get a taste.
3: Well. Get it. Get a taste of the yeah. major leagues for Morrell. It's been good. If he ends up going back at some point this season, uh, it'll be an experience that he knows that he can play at that level, even even though it might not be the whole rest of this season. Um, I, Jack was asking on the chat, uh, where did we get Velasquez? He was a fifth round pick of the Cubs in 2017. So he's a guy selected by Theo and the guys. Yep. Uh, Jason McLeod, Jed Hoyer, that group selected him, and uh, he's been you know working his way up, and he's been one of the hot bats in the organization. So, and I know somebody else asked on the chat. Um, so if we have all this depth outfield depth in the minor league system, what does that mean for Seiya? Not Seiya's still the right fielder. Yeah, Seiya's going to be here. And then yeah. I saw. Well, what about Ian Happ? Well, for right now, Ian Happ is playing. Pretty good baseball in the outfield. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he stacks up against a lot of outfielders in the major leagues right now. So right. you may have your you may have two corner guys right now. One of those guys might end up being something else. One of those guys might end up being utility. One of those guys might end up being your fourth outfielder. But right now, they're your corner outfielders. And you build around that. And hopefully young guys come up that can really push them. Maybe Frazier's the guy that's going to push them.
2: Well, hopefully he gets. But we got to see him. Yeah, hopefully they actually play him tomorrow, right? Even before the the injury, the appendicitis, like he wasn't getting a lot of at bats. So hopefully we start to see it. At least get some DH, you know, at bats in the DH, you know. But yeah, I mean, we're gonna see what Velasquez has to has to offer here, uh, at least for this doubleheader and maybe just this week. But you know, if. We get anything close to Morel, then you're sitting here and you're like, "Wow, look at what we got!" And these not an even right. our top prospects. So, again, not getting too high, not getting, I'm not going to be too low on it. I like, I like the scouting on this in this organization and how they're able to develop talent. We've seen it time and time again. So, I'll just go into it optimistically, cautiously, optimistic.
3: Yeah, I mean, Morel, Morel and Strowman are the two positives you can take from this game today. Yeah, Morel and Strowman. That's, that, that, Simmons. Simmons actually had a pretty nice game. There yeah. were a couple times during this game where I looked at you and was like, well, good thing they signed Andrelton Simmons. At, at one point, Andrelton Simmons had the farthest hit baseballs. If, if you're <laughs> trying to win games. Now, again, he's not a guy that's going to be around when the team – find the, the next great Cubs team. He's right. not going to be on there. Speaking of the next great Cubs, uh, Ryan Herrera looks like he's about ready to join us.
2: Is he's he getting in. close? He's here.
0: Ready he to roll? A
3: Hawaiian. It's not a Hawaiian. It looks like a plaid. We got a Memorial Day plaid shirt today, Ryan. Can you hear us?
1: He's oh, not he quite ready. He can't hear no, us. We'll get him back in here in a moment. There oh, he is. Well, he's that, now he's you. back.
3: Now he's back. I heard the little ring. Ryan Herrera.
1: There hello, we go. hello.
3: Oh, he's got us. Uh, is that a Hawaiian going? shirt or not? Nah?
1: Yes, it is. Sunday, Sunday. Uh-huh. Hawaiian. Hello. It wasn't, it wasn't as fun by the end of it. I was... <laughs> We were we we're, were in here far too long, like an hour, an hour and a half later. That's what I said.
3: I was Ryan. I wasn't even mad at the outcome. I was mad at the fact that we should have been out of here an hour and a half ago. Oh, I was yeah. no, dragged that on. That we lost.
2: I was mad, but also like I, a, the same with Stucky. Same
3: and time. and it was look, it was a loss in ugly fashion. It wasn't yeah. like they lost on some great two run homer or something. They they gave the game away like three different times
1: i i mean i looked at the time and it was like it was like three forty five when the game was like the, when the ninth inning ended it was like forty five. I'm like oh my god this is so far under three hours um but yeah i mean you had three different chances to close out the game and you don't do it like it's it's i mean the bullpen's been good and it's been the strength of the team seeming like con- most consistently strong part of the team i'd say um throughout the season so when I mean, this happens. Yeah, you know, they're not going to be perfect. They're not going to close out every save. That's just not how baseball works. But at the same time, it's like you had three different chances and you couldn't get it done. Especially when you're up two runs And in, in the I think it was the eleventh was when they went up two. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's tough to see that, especially considering Kodan. like you, you tweeted about it a couple of times, with just the eighth inning, um, not getting that insurance run in, um, that hurts uh, because you do that and, and and you're all good to go.
2: Yeah, I hate it here.
3: <laughs> Ryan, what did David Ross have to say about uh, roster moves coming up here the next couple days, uh, starting pitchers for tomorrow, all of that stuff? I mean, it seems like there's going to be kind of a flurry of players going back and forth here with a doubleheader now after you play an extra innings game where you used all these relievers today. Yeah,
1: uh, I, and that's another one, I think one of the worst parts. You know, Stroman got a – you know, he got you seven innings, you didn't weren't gonna have to use a much of your bullpen. You would have had it would have been Givens, and then it would have been Robertson, and then you get three more guys. It's four four bullpen guys. I have a friend back here. Um just hanging out back there. Uh sorry. As far as roster moves go, I know you know Mark Ladder Jr. came. Uh he's up now. Uh but because you know, taking Wade Miley's spot on the IL. Um and then you have to Sorry, sorry, I'm getting distracted. Um, you uh, so that that's one of the roster moves. You, you have you know, say we don't know for sure on like say Suzuki if he's going on the aisle. if he's not, uh, that could potentially be another spot uh, that needs to be filled. Chris Martin on the bereavement list still hasn't been a spot, not a spot that's been filled yet. And then you got your twenty seventh man for the doubleheader. or So uh, those are like different things we have to look at. We don't have any we didn't get any, you know, roster moves or expectations for what's going to happen. I know i got to think now, especially after the bullpen use, they'd have to bring up a pitcher like a Connor Menez probably comes up tomorrow. Maybe it's just the 27th man, if anything. Um, but yeah, we don't even know who's starting to really, who's starting tomorrow. We got before the game, we got smiley and TBD with a TBD order. Um, and that so far has not changed. So um, we don't, and we don't, we don't, Getting seven innings from Marcus Stroman and only having to use two relievers would have been ideal for that team, for, for this team going into tomorrow and then just going into the rest of the week. Uh, the outcome of this game, going 12 innings, having to use, I think it was five, four, four bullpen arms. Uh, that, that doesn't help with, uh, what, you know, that won't help them get through this week. So um, I expect at least, you know, one arm to come up. Um, I know, Ross was asked about Killian if anything's changed. Uh, I, I think I think he has got asked that yesterday pregame. Uh, just about anything's changed with Killian and not you know not making his debut. At that point, he said no that nothing's changed. No sir. Um, <laughs> so this would be a good opportunity to get Caleb Killian uh, a major league start because he kind of need it. But um, just as far as we know, nothing nothing's changed with that either.
2: When I, your face telling us like. All of this, and you just like I'm not sure what's going on. That pretty much sums it up, man.
1: Like, it it's a lot, and I like, again, yeah, that just the the, the the blown saves, having to use more bullpen arm, just really hurts because that's that's you know Gaselman. There's no way he pitches tomorrow. Um Fros maybe we've seen Efrost pitch on back to backs, but who know? I mean, didn't he didn't he pitch yesterday too? Yes, yesterday F. Ross, too. There, there's, yeah. there, there's no Wick, way Gibbons. he pitches. I
2: don't know if they'll let yeah. Fros pitch three days in a row. And yeah, if they did, like, bit. maybe it'd be the first game and obviously you wouldn't be available for the second game. So, like, that's yeah. that's what I think is, like, what hurts, is yeah. the fact that you'd you be free to use whoever in the first game, I feel like, depending on how the game goes. But that second game, you, it might be one of those that you just toss out and you just hope and pray that your starter can go give you decent length and, you know, whatever, <laughs> but... I don't know, it's, man. When you, it's, uh, it's when you'd
1: want Anthony Rizzo just to – want Anthony Rizzo just to take, like, two innings at the, at the back of the <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Defend, uh, that, s- defend that zero ERA career.
3: Steven Nageshi has a $2 super chat. Thank you, Steven. Uh, Shout out to Do Steven. you still have confidence in Ross? I, I'll give the same answer I would have given you a month ago, and that is we don't have enough to judge him on. Like, there's – his 2020 season – was his first season and it really didn't even count then 2021 half the team was basically the entire team was traded away at the deadline so how do you judge him at that and and now this season he's got a roster of literally just mixing and matching every day to try and pick a lineup and I guess we can judge him on some of those lineups but again some of those lineups are being judged on Probably some messages from the front office saying, we need this guy to play this many games, this guy to play. I would guess that he's had conversations with Jed and Carter about how much they need to see certain players in order to evaluate yeah, them. Right. So
2: I, th- this, is, this is how I view a manager. How often does, is David Ross the reason that the Cubs lose games? Not today. Definitely not no. today. And I don't feel like it's a consistent thing that we're sitting here yelling about. Like, yeah, the Cubs blew the game today, but you had the guy that's been closing games for you out there. You used Rowan Wick yesterday, so you had to use Robertson today. Givens was fine in the eighth inning, and Stroman gave you seven. Like, when I look at when I think about the manager and like if they help you win or not, like I think I look at how they manage a bullpen, and like that's like literally seventy-five percent of it for me is like how they manage a bullpen because we can go back. To Joe Madden's era, and we can talk about how Steve Shisek's arm, and ask ourselves how is that thing still on him? Because <laughs> the way Joe Madden managed a bullpen is another—it's—it's it's a part of the reason, or part of the thousand factors to why the Cubs never won again, in my opinion. But Dave Ross, as far as like how he managed the bullpen, is significantly better. Yeah, his lineups can be a little frustrating at times, like the amount of times that we've seen Ortega batting lead off at the beginning of the year, that's kind of gone away. Now Mm -hmm. we see it every now and then, but it hasn't really been a thing. I think at the time he was doing it because honestly, like who else did you feel really good about putting in the leadoff spot considering who they had on the roster? You know, it looks like they might've found one and more else. So maybe we never see again. I don't know. There's a lot of, there's, we need to see more from him, but as far as lineups and stuff, you know, I I never have anything too crazy to complain. I mean, with this they roster, be fi- they
3: wouldn't be five hundred with a different manager. No, they. Would, I don't believe they would,
2: that. Be, they would probably be right around this. I and and another thing about the manager, I think David Ross gets the guys to come out and play hard every
3: single day. And you could say that some of the young guys that they're keeping an eye on are developing under David Ross. Like that's another part of a manager's: how does he use these young guys? Uh, continue to use to keep their confidence up like we've seen nico horner now develop under david ross we've seen f ross develop you know it's not solely david ross but it's david ross and his coaching staff and developmental team you've seen keegan thompson you've seen some of steel like yeah you've seen some guys morrell you've seen some guys come up and it's what we talked about yesterday ryan it's like how did he decide to put Morrell in a leadoff spot. Now, that's one decision that I wouldn't have thought of mm. and that obviously he did, and it's worked out pretty well so far. So that's that's mm. a checkmark in the David Ross box for me is and also for the Morrell box is that he's doing well. But give the manager yeah. credit. He put him in a spot that seems uh, unordinary, mm. and it's worked out. I mean,
1: yeah. it's, it's just, if
3: you want to put things. it into
2: perspective – I mean, the Sox guys are yelling about Tony La Russa every inning, and I don't think <laughs> we're doing that with David Ross. So, I'm just saying. What Sorry saying to cut you off, just, Ryan.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just all those things that you guys talked about, morale on the leadoff spot. I mean, getting some success out of a, a 22-year-old rookie right away. Um, I think – I don't. and to answer that question, I don't think he's – Given you, like us every reason to have complete confidence that he's a world series manager and the one to lead him back to, you know, ring number two of this last few years, you know, whatever. I don't know that he's done that yet, but he's also like not given me, given anyone reason to say like, this guy's never going to win a world series, right? Like Luke, you mentioned, he hasn't had real opportunity to do that in his first couple of seasons. And now, I mean, you see the way, I think the, one of the biggest things, and I think even just being a catcher helps, uh, just the way he manages that bullpen. I think Cody was talking about it, but just you had givens in the eighth. That's what you want. You had Robertson in the ninth. That's what you want. You go up, you go up around, you know, you go up again in the, in the 10th and you put in Scott F. Frost, which who has been, you know, probably your best reliever. That's what you want. Like that's like the way he's managed that bullpen just, in, just today in the last few days. I mean, it's, it's, it's how you want to, how you want him to go about it. And all season he's, he's done that. Has he made his, the kind of mistakes that managers make? Yes. Um, but I don't think anything has been like, I look at it. I'm like, yeah, this guy, you know, it's not going to work out. It's not going to work out with grandpa Rossi. I I I haven't gotten that. I haven't gotten that, that any reason to say that he can't win a world series with this team. Just like, I mean, again, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm like, give him, like you said, Luke, give him more time. This is really his first season to kind of test a lot of things. It's how the last two seasons went. Um, you know, he's, this is a development season where it's an exploring season. Uh, as Luke likes to say, so uh, <laughs> you know, explore David Ross as a manager too. Like, give him, give him, give him the time to really become a manager. He's learning on the job. This is his first managing job, so um, he's, he's he's got a lot to learn, obviously. But also, he's I think he's done some things really well, and that, that gives you I, I, that keeps you firm in the middle. of, Like, okay, we can keep seeing what this guy does. He needs more
3: s- talent.
2: Yeah, he needs uh, more and, talent
3: and, around him.
1: And I,
2: I also, I mean whether you want to talk about the town or not, I do feel like, you know, he's been bold in, in, in spots that has worked out and bold in spots that it hasn't worked out, and that's just what comes with being a manager. I thought bringing in Gesellman wasn't the guy that I would have thought to bring in, uh, but I understand also with the doubleheader tomorrow, you got to do what you got to do, But and that's what he was thinking. He was thinking ahead, and, you know, in the situation the Cubs are in, I think that's what you have to do. I think tomorrow will be a good – time for you know if you're like on borderline with David Ross like check out how he manages you know the the arms tomorrow uh hopefully the starters are able to give him six and that actually plays out well for him but uh you know we'll see what happens but i think David Ross like if you're in or out on Ross I feel like that should be like near the bottom of your list of concerns with this organization, yeah. organization right now. You've, you've got to get, sure. you get him pretty into a
3: postseason sure. or near a postseason before you can even start to evaluate him, in my right. opinion. Unless he in started making just crazy decisions or had right. total unrest in the clubhouse or something, I don't think there's – there's nothing to evaluate him on. So get more no, you, talent you get? on the roster and then start to see how he is as a manager. It's a little bit easier. Yeah. Ryan, anything – any other – uh, news nuggets, interesting comments from the clubhouse today.
1: Um, I, I, one of the things is like you know we're talking about Stroman and Stroman was excellent today. Like he, again, seven innings shutouts, Like that's exactly what you needed from him. Um, but he said he still doesn't feel like he's mechanically, you know, mechanics wise, all the way there yet. Uh, you know, because eight was it eighteen days off in between starts. Like at, that is a long time, um, especially you know dealing with COVID and the few days of not being able to. Even move like even even like work out, um. So he he he's like I'm not you know I don't feel like I'm you know even there yet body wise mechanics wise like still trying to get back to to where he wants to be, and so I'm like if if seven innings of shutout ball is is, is not where it's still not where you want to be. I mean like he's he's obviously got big goals in mind. So, um, that just you like seeing that confidence and like seeing like hey like I'm still like I might have thrown seven shutout innings still not at my best. So that's um, an interesting take from. For Marcus Stroman on, on his own day, uh, and, you know, also we talk about. <laughs> I just wanted to mention Stroman's plays. Like the, the the first one there's like 103 mile per hour up the middle. Like that, just even stopping that was crazy. But then um, the the bunt throwing over to third, like getting that lead runner, that the IQ is all kind of off the charts there. Um, yeah, and also I you know I, I think we, I think we've seen like as Higgins is like kind of converted catcher i want to say right like pj higgins was not it's kind of like contraria like didn't come up completely as a catcher if i'm not mistaken I'm not sure
2: i'm not sure if he got drafted as a catcher or not to be honest I, I think
1: I, I think i saw that somewhere but yeah i don't know, i'm not sure i'm not completely positive but um yeah it's that you got you got to block that ball yeah, that ball just went a yeah. yeah well i mean and then like I, i'm not a major league catcher but i was a catcher growing up like through high school and and I know, like, one of the rules is, like, get that glove in the dirt and don't move it, um, and that ball yep. bounced like right yep. underneath his glove. So I don't, I don't, it's tough. It's, it's definitely a tough thing to do. It's not easy. Um, that's why you see, like, there's players that have trouble, you know, being good blocking. That's why good blocking is one of those things that when you look at a defensive catcher, like, how well can they block the ball and they keep the ball in front of them? It's hard to do. Um, but just in that situation, man, just to see that, especially considering the ground ball the next at bat, or at that at bat or whatever it was it's like the yeah. night ground ball could have been it could have been end of the game with a double play so um that's just when you look back and it's like that that has to happen that has to be that has to get blocked the kid can't get past you yeah, I yeah that's, that's all I yeah. gotta say
2: yeah no no But I, I sat here and yelled about it for a good three <laughs> minutes so I'm glad we agree we finally agree on There's something up. Ryan and you're being uh you're being down the middle and I'm sitting here being a fan
3: so. uh who won who finally before we let you go who you got oh, yeah. uh we're Cody, I guess Morell had to catch and center. Yeah, the hit he put that gave him, him the three-one lead. He gave him the three-one lead, which should have been enough. Yep. Uh, so I, I, I would vote probably Cody one, which makes it yeah. five, five
0: to, to three, three to two. two. Yes. And yeah, I'm I'll in dead it. last. Yeah. You are.
3: I went from I first place to last place real quick.
0: But you did win the First crosstown
3: place, but draft. But I won the crosstown draft, which counts for oh, everything as much as but I got second place in that.
1: So yeah. I got second place in that one. So
3: I'm. You got second I got, place.
1: I got I got second place. I didn't get last. I got last place last time. I think so. I'm fine with second uh, place this time. I'm all right, sounds good. Ladder. What should we
3: look for uh, coming up at allchgo.com? Your article, or work. What 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 should we be eyeing out for there?
1: Yeah, so I actually have a article that came out this morning um i'm just we we talked to jed hoyer yesterday um and so just if you haven't checked that one out we got a lot of stuff to talk about uh jed hoyer and um quote unquote rebuild um and then uh you know got my monday morning thoughts coming out tomorrow gonna have a lot of stuff packed in just from a lot of stuff just from this weekend but also you know cubs adjacent. if you think of jock peterson or um some comments by tony la russa that came out uh yesterday uh, so yeah, just check check that out. Look up, uh, you know, f- check your ch- check all chgo dot com uh, tomorrow morning if you want to read my thoughts on this crazy weekend and week that's passed. But um, yeah, I mean it you know, just got got a few things in the works here.
3: It's good. Uh, we'll see you uh, later this week. Have a good Memorial Day. Thanks. Uh, I'll, be at, uh, have- I'll be at you uh, guys.
2: I'll be at game two tomorrow night. Oh, Left field nice. bleachers you're out at the there game tomorrow, send me a DM. I'll let's get a beer and yell about how this team Vibes. stinks.
3: You can vibe you can vibe with Cody. Uh <laughs> all right. Thanks, all right. Ryan. We'll we'll see you later. Thanks. Uh if you enjoy see CHGO, guys. one way to help us continue to grow is downloading the Points Bet app and using the code CHGO. When you sign up, you get those two risk-free bets up to two grand. And if you make the 50 or more first time deposit, you get a free CHGO membership. That opens up all of Ryan's content for you and a free shirt from the CHGO Locker. Any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. In case you missed it, online signups going on right here in Illinois. Get that right away. You'll sign up with the fastest sportsbook. It's easier than ever. Start living your bet life in seconds. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. So, we don't necessarily have the pitching matchups for the Brewers series, Mm -hmm. but you have nine games in seven days against divisional opponents. And, you know, I mean, really, I know people like to – we like to talk about Cubs-Sox. Division games are the ones that matter.
2: Yeah. uh,
3: Now, they all kind of matter the same this year because I don't know that we're getting back to 500, but (laughs) – um spin. you know, you, you still want to play well yeah. in your division.
2: Yeah, spin zone, you know, tomorrow I'll be in left field, like I said, and I'm gonna tell Christian Yelich exactly how I feel about him. Uh there's a there's a reason for that, and that's because the Brewers are in division and you know, I don't care that they're in first place. They still have zero championships and uh <laughs> you know, their fans still let us live rent free or utilities free, arguably, in their heads because uh, even when they don't play the Cubs, they still talk about us. So you know, we spin it around tomorrow and hopefully split the
0: doubleheader at least. Good little nugget here too. Uh, Ethan <laughs> Small, the Brewers' top pitching prospect, uh-huh. he's going to pitch tomorrow. So I think I think he's getting game one. So right. uh, he had a one eight eight ERA in AAA this year. Um, so he's
2: hopefully we get the version of Aaron fun. Ashby. Remember Aaron he's Ashby? He's getting Ashby's game two. Game, two. game two. He's getting game okay. two. Okay, well, yeah Ashby's Aaron game two. Aaron Ashby, I, I believe Aaron Ashby's. Uh, like his uh, Major League debut was the game that the Cubs scored seven runs and then Jake Arrieta gave it all away uh, I, I want to say that that was yeah. it that was one of the most painful games I've watched in the last three years but uh, maybe we'll get that, a
3: form of that except we won't blow a 7-0 league uh, what is Mahuna's Mooney reporting game one will start Smiley Mooney will start reporting. game two Sh- Swarmer? Swarmer Schwarmer? game one, Smiley game two. So they must be calling up Matt
2: Swarmer. I think that's his li- Yeah.
3: Yeah. So Matt Swarmer. Like I said, a few more roster moves still to be made. Um, we'll get the official announcement on the 27th player, which we expect to be Velasquez. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how it goes. You know, try and beat the Brewers. Hey. Finish off the holiday yeah. weekend on a high note. Beat the Brewers. This team is
2: 2-0 against Corbin Burns this year. There's no reason they can't go out and win tomorrow. <laughs>
3: Sounds good to me. Thanks. I hate myself. <laughs> uh, thanks for dropping in to check out the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast. White Sox win 5-4. to four. That's the last time we'll see the Sox this season. Unless, of course, they meet in the World Series. Thanks for watching and listening, and fly the W.